Triple Whale has just launched a simple finance platform called FinHub, and I'm already loving it. One simple dashboard for all the tools and accounts you're already using, so you can gain clarity with your consolidated data, your real-time cash flow, your accrual P&Ls. It's designed to help those brands that are built on Shopify to operate smarter. So go over to triplewell.com and check it out. It's been fun this year seeing how people are even just discovering automation. No one comes and says, hey, what's my automation strategy? They stumble into automation because they need to just get more done. And Mm -hmm. because of this, everything has now gone distributed, companies are figuring out, hey, we can actually still accomplish a lot being a distributed company. Welcome back to Pit Stop. Joining me today is Ryan O'Donnell. He is the co-founder and chief marketing officer over at ShopPad. They make a ton of apps and are used by over 100,000 growing Shopify and Shopify Plus stores, which huge accomplishment on its own. Thank you. Always a pleasure to have other marketer co-founders joining me. And today we're talking about something that I'm, I feel like a, a little bit of a late adopter on it, but really it's, I, I just wasn't one of the, one of the first super early adopters, which is automation mm-hmm. and specifically using Mesa, uh, an app that they make. And I've tested it out in, in my store to automate a lot of data. And if it sounds familiar, it's because you heard Jonathan Crawford talking about some of the ways that they use it over at Mudwater a few episodes ago. If you didn't hear those, go back, get some good inspiration after you listen to this one. Ryan, welcome to Pit Stop. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. Always, always a pleasure to to have you you join. And I think that we want to get into to hiring in this mm-hmm. this first episode and really how automation can be your next hire. And we were talking a little bit about this in the green room, how one of the ways that I'm using automations is for, for the content to keep it moving, moving folders, moving files around so that I'm not the bottleneck. And you made a great point of, especially now with COVID, all kinds of things are happening. You don't know people's schedules. You're working with people in different time zones. You want to keep stuff going and you don't want that, that sort of single point of failure. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, especially after talking with Jonathan, it really opened my eyes to how automation is really, I I don't love the word replacing, but really evolutionizing some of those coordinator type roles where you would go and just sort of sort files and and do that administrative data entry. So I'd love to hear your take because you see it at such a bigger scale of how automation is really becoming uh, I, I don't even want to say your next hire. I want to say your first hire mm-hmm. of how you can can set it up for or set yourself up for success and reclaim more time. Yeah, it's been it's been fun this year seeing how people are even just discovering automation. No one comes and says, hey, what's my automation strategy? They stumble into automation because they need to just get more done. And mm-hmm. because of this, everything has now gone distributed. Companies are figuring out hey, we can actually still accomplish a lot being a distributed company, but they still find themselves saying, well, how do I, you know, I don't know when my next hire is going to be because the the HR hasn't really figured out what the new protocols on hiring distributed now is. We, we hadn't had to think about that. And so people in departments or even departments entirely are just saying, well, we can't wait around. We still need to move forward. So how do we find hacks? How do we find workarounds? And then they sort of stumble into automation just because they're saying to themselves, all I need to do is just get this thing across the finish line. And so they're getting scrappier Mm -hmm. just in their day-to-day lives. They're figuring out how to juggle 
their personal lives with being in in an office in their home. And so as they mm-hmm. realize that they are now becoming these scrappy employees, they're taking that to their work their work life as well. And it's been exciting to see what they're actually coming to us with. That's the thing that's really I think exciting is that Everyone, every business has a different problem they're trying to solve. There's different pain points, depending whether you're in marketing or you're in fulfillment or you're the entrepreneur or founder. There are always these little things about your day that are just kind of eating away your time. And then suddenly it's five o'clock and you go, mm-hmm. where'd my day go? I didn't get anything done. And so they kind of looked to their, their workload and they said, if I could just get this info into this system, or if I could just get this data mm-hmm. to be automatically tagged... I think they start to think about what is consuming their day. And then how do I just get rid of that? How do I just do that automatically? And then that's when they say to themselves, yeah, let's go pay for a service that can just take care of this for me. And then they realize that kind of became that first hire or their next hire, where they're now adopting this, hey, we're going to adopt automation as the thing that's going to help us get to that next point. And then on top of that, now it's freed up. Now that we've freed a little bit of time, this concept of upskilling. Now that my, my my marketing manager doesn't have to do all this auto tagging, they're free now to actually think of more strategic things instead of doing the mundane tasks. So once they start mm-hmm. to see the light, that's really when things exciting start to happen. And I think that a perfect example is being flagged of five-star and, and one, negative reviews. Yeah. And when you get a negative review, you work so, so, so hard to bring that customer in, to get them to give you money, <laughs> to get their product to them. Mm-hmm. And if it's a negative review, a lot of times that customer, that relationship can still be salvaged. Mm-hmm. And that could be an extra $150 by, by one quick, simple email that, that's timely to say, hey, I saw you left a, a negative review. I'm really sorry to hear that. I'll go ahead and process a refund, but how else can I keep you for a customer Mm -hmm. for life, especially as a founder? Mm -hmm. And when I was running my store, I'm sure as a a co-founder yourself, this is the kind of activity that's good to do once a week if someone brings it to you. But it's also one of the first things that you don't feel guilty if you don't get to it that Mm -hmm. that week. But instead, you can be notified when those one-star reviews come in, so you're not constantly having to go in and search. And then that same day, then you can reach out in a, a very personal way that's still coming from you, not just triggered for for leaving that yeah. that one star review. So this is just one example that I that I really like that creates a better experience for well, and that one in, in in particular, timeliness is is of the essence with those, right? Like when as soon as that negative feedback comes in, you have an opportunity that that, that created the opportunity to do something about it. To, to see if it's worth yeah. to go and nurture that customer and, and, and resolve the problem. So getting a notification to, to just decide whether or not they want to do something about it. One of the clever workflows, because we Mesa has a built-in app for approvals, so you can then, instead mm-hmm. of aut- having a machine automatically do it for you, send me the approval before it actually functions and maybe gives that refund. We don't want to just throw our money away, but perhaps there's something about it we want to say, hey, let me... Anytime that does occur before you do the refund, wait for my approval. And if I give the approval, then go ahead and mm-hmm. just fire off that email that they already refunded the money. It'll get processed, whatever other communications you want to do. So you can have the best of both worlds where you can have machines do the things that they're really good at while also giving the human component of approvals and gut checking it before it actually does that, that little unit of work. That's exciting. Yeah. 
and especially for for larger companies i got got these clothes from from frank noak I, I like to look fresh for my audio podcast so for everyone listening to the audio feed just imagine how good i look even better and so i went to leave a, a five-star review but they're a pretty big company they probably get get lots of reviews throughout the day mm-hmm. and it, it does a couple of things is is one it triages so if you have customers who you know they, they order every few months from you they've been ordering for a few years just give them the refund versus mm. someone that's got jabroni5678 at gmail.com. No first name, no last name. Maybe maybe they're they're scamming credit cards right. through through something. So I think that there's a lot of fraud tech as, as well through through automations that can be really, really harnessed as well. Whether whether you're a small business to a large business saving tens of thousands. To, to get a fraudulent refund or a chargeback, mm-hmm. it can easily cost you a couple hundred bucks each each time. You, the $45 fee, your loss of cost of goods sold, your time. Mm-hmm. And so just the approvals, I think, is a, a really, really interesting way to touch on that. And we'll, we'll touch on a few Mesa-specific automations in the next episode. So if you are a Mesa customer, give that one a listen. Hopefully get, give you a little inspiration to, to get even more yield out of Mesa. But I think that one thing that's important to talk about is burnout and really being able to prevent it. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we were talking about in the green room again of just really reclaiming our calendars. So we're not feeling like slush at the end of the end of the day. Mm-hmm. What are some some ways that employees can use automations to really reclaim their calendar and reclaim their day and their their mental energy so they have the the energy to do zoom schooling with their kids or whatever else they're they're up to these days yeah no usually it's the things that that lead to burnout it's always easier to look at burnout as how do we prevent it instead of how do we recover from it and so is always any of those moments where you look at the mundane tasks what are those things where I have to just go in and auto it just keep tagging something or I have to go in and update spreadsheets? You know, those are the things that machines are fantastic at. If you can simply define it, let the machines do that so that the humans are left to just thinking about the higher level, the creative strategies that go into perhaps their day-to-day. We see Mesa is is one of those things where most people have a very specific pain point because they're just too tired of doing that mundane task. And those are the things that lead to burnout because I, I just don't want to deal with sifting through something and then just finding the tag and making sure it's tagged or you know, going in and sifting through spreadsheets. I'm personally a creative guy, so I don't love going in and looking at all that data and, and combing through spreadsheets. So anything that helps me get that done automatically, yes, yeah, sign me up. Worth every penny. Maybe... Maybe for the first 20 rows of looking at customers and saying, okay, these are subscribers, these are this, but then beyond that, you're just, you're looking for the recharge tag or, or whatever, whatever it is. And so rather than do that, you get a little bit more creative on your email campaign that's being sent to only subscribers or only Mm non-subscribers and then turning that into, into revenue. Mm -hmm. So I think that we've already covered quite a few just just solid use cases of automation. And if you're not thinking about it in, in your business, well, you're not emailing your customers one by one. You're probably already doing some marketing automation. So why not think about some operational management internally as well, especially for the, the tasks that you don't love doing, like cleaning your data or really scrubbing it as you go. Ryan, what are some other just interesting examples of, of automations or just if no one's sold on automation in general yet, how else can they start thinking about it beyond just or 
I guess a, a better way to phrase the question is what should they look for in their day to day? Cause I know for me, it was, what am I the bottleneck on? Mm-hmm. And I know for you, it's a lot of what am I doing too much of, but what are some of those just questions that people are listening to this podcast reflecting on 2021, what should they be asking themselves to uncover those opportunities on their, their sonar for, for automation? I think people get, like I said in the beginning, like people really don't come to they don't really have a automation strategy from the outset. People discover the world of automation typically three ways. There's, I just need data integrated somewhere else. I need, I need this unit of, of data to exist somewhere else so that I can get a better picture of something. I just need two systems to talk to one another. Those are, those are very straightforward things that, that can help people sort of unpeel back and really see the world of automation that's possible. You know, we touched on just trying to reduce the workload of your day-to-day life. That's that's easily the most common thing is just, I just feel overwhelmed and I need something to go away. I have a pain point I need to solve. But usually where things get really creative is in, and you mentioned Mudwater is a great example of this, but really thinking about it in terms of creating net new experiences, things that you just never thought were possible before. And that's usually where things get really sophisticated because now I'm familiar with automation and now I can start creating new experiences for my customers or I could create a better experience for my staff. I can make their life more efficient. I can make them feel as though they actually have more time or the the less burden of the workload to get something done. So those three in particular is really where automation sort of starts its incubation. It's data integrations, first and foremost, reducing the workload or really trying to create something net new. Those those three is really where it all begins for us. Yeah, I like that. And it's sort of the, I think you just gave me the title of the, the episode, integration and incubation for, <laughs> for automation. So I love that. Uh, obviously there's a link down below. People can find you over at getmesa.com, G-E-T-M-E-S-A. Ryan, where else can people track you down and harass you? Are you active on social? Where do you want people to, to interact with you? Uh, we do. We're t- we are definitely on uh, Twitter, Get Mesa handle there. We are definitely exploring new channels of social. I think our favorite though is literally just contact us, go to getmesa.com, send us a note. We have experts literally 24-7 that are around to help folks even if it's just a discovery call to see if something's possible. We love talking to merchants and understanding what the different pain points are. So give us a call. We'd love to chat. Love it. And uh, automating an hour of week of work will free up uh, a week for you each year. So a little, little something to strive towards. If you can get, get two hours of automations going for you, you're, you're going to get an extra two weeks of time to spend doing doing other things, whether it's working on your business, having fun, or spending it with your family. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're giving Pitstop a follow on Spotify and make sure to share this episode with at least two other merchants you know. Triple Whale is doing some amazing things nowadays. They're developing just a huge range of tools to help your brand stay informed and scale. And Whale Mail is where you can get all these details. So head over to triplewhale.com and sign up today.